Hello and welcome to True Crime Diary, in which we look at the annals of true crime to find events that happened on this week in history. I'm your host, Mark DeCano, and with me are my friends, Jed Lester. Hello. And Rue Turner. Hello. We want your reviews. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review, and preferably five stars. And if not, you can also email a review to stuff at truecrimediary.co.uk. And in appreciation of every five-star review, we will give you a shout-out in a future episode. So, the date we're looking at this week is the 24th of November, and in 1971, a middle-aged man boarded Northwest Orient Airlines Flight 305 to Seattle from Portland with a one-way ticket in the name of Dan Cooper. In one of the most daring and audacious hijackings ever, this man would hold the plane to ransom and eventually leave out of the aircraft and into legend, never to be seen again. 1971. So, technologies that are available at the time, there's obviously plenty of photography going on, yeah. Quite a bit of filming going on. It's you, an airport, so it's fairly busy. Holidaymakers. Yes. Yeah. You'd think he'd be caught on camera somewhere. Was it? Possibly. It wasn't modern technology like we would know it. No. So, yeah, there would have been a certain amount of surveillance, um, but there would have been a part, a part picture here and a bit of a picture yeah. here, you know. I don't know, really. I mean, it's not a long flight. I bet Portland was a very small... It was an international tiny. airport. It was still international. It's a domestic flight, but yeah. it's an international airport, so it's not not that small. I don't know. I'm not surprised. There's no evidence. It would have background. been bustling with people. So I'm not surprised. There's no. Was so. There's no evidence. What is there? Any evidence he got on it? The flight. Yeah. I mean, yes. The fact that he hijacked the plane uh, is some evidence that he got oh, on the right. flight. <laughs> So the story is, this, this man who identified himself as Dan Cooper, he was a middle-aged man, he was about maybe 40, he was carrying a, like a, an attaché case, a suitcase. And he got a, a one-way plane ticket, he got on the plane, he ordered a drink, he sat down and after the plane took off, he handed a note to one of the flight attendants, a flight attendant named um, Florence Schaffner. And basically, she got the note. She thought, oh, you know, some guy's phone number. And she kind of ignored it. And he said, you, n- you need to look at the note. I've got a bomb. All right, don't anybody move. I accept to control the airplane. You can move a little to do that. So she goes and sits next to him and says, can in I see bag. it? In the bag. She says, can I see it? So he opens the case and inside there's like some, um, what looks like a bomb. So there's like some wires and there's um, eight red uh, cinders. It's all wired Your up. classic bomb. Your classic bomb. Yeah, like you would have seen on yeah. airplane the movie and there's a battery and everything so it looks it looks like a bomb. as far as she's concerned it's a bomb yep he closes the briefcase and he says basically this is what i want some hard-boiled eggs and some nuts so he wants two hundred thousand dollars in what he calls negotiable american currency or what you and i would call cash mm-hmm. um he asked for four parachutes um he wants a fuel truck to refuel the plane in seattle and he sends her to to the cockpit to the pilot. So she, he's now hijacked the plane. He's got a bomb, he's on the plane, and he's saying he's issued his demands, and that's, that's, what, they, that's what he's looking for. Yeah. Where do you get that amount of cash from when you're in the air? He, he meant to collect on the ground. Yeah. So he's basically asking him from, to fly, to go to, when they go to Seattle, yep. when they land, he wants the money to be brought to the plane. There it is. Here and refuel, and then take off again. Okay. So she goes to the... Cockpit. She goes to the Relays cockpit. that. Yeah, she sees the pilot, William Scott, and basically says, this fella's got a bomb. Now, there's, uh, there's 35 other passengers on board. Yeah! 
there's a crew of about five. Hello. Hello. And they uh, they contact the airport and then they inform the feds. So now they're basically planning what they're going to do and the airline is going to pay the ransom. So Northwest Orient is the is the airline. They've they've said we're going to pay it, do whatever he says, and they kept the airplane circling uh, in a holding pattern for a couple of hours while they get all the money and the parachutes and right. everything together. So there was no, no, we're not going to do it. They go, yeah, no. give us a minute. Basically, okay. yeah, okay. So they just kept, as I say, kept them holding, and then basically then they land and the money. There's a like ten thousand twenty dollar bills. Is how it's paid. So they oh, went to the cash point. <laughs> yep. So they've got it from a lot of different banks, basically. They've gone, mm-hmm. done the rounds. The FBI's done the rounds. And they've basically got loads of bags of cash. Give me some of that money. I want some of that money. So they land. I don't know. I can't, I can't, yeah. I can't help thinking this could have actually been foiled. Yeah. Like, quite easily on the... But obviously, I don't know. The, mm. I mean, he might have... A plane could experience some kind of ghost technical difficulties yeah, and not or... be able to take off again, or... I mean, obviously, yep. everyone believed that he had a bomb, so therefore, there's an element of oh, do what he says. Yeah. Um, I then, can't help thinking that. But for the bomb to go off kills him as well. So, so what's he, the point? Unless it's a terrorist objective, it's it's Which not it going. It's not going to achieve anything. Yeah. Which it wasn't. It was just give me some money. Yeah. I mean, you, know, you can't go into a bank and say give me ten thousand dollars or I shoot myself. The <laughs> latter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the. the yeah, I, so I thought it was, um, uh, give me some money and some parachutes, thanks very much, goodbye, and then jump out. But he landed, he landed and then yeah. took mm. off again. Yeah. I can't, I can't, yeah. can't help thinking they've missed a I, trick. I thought, <laughs> I thought the cash must be in the hold, and yeah, he so knows that's what that. I thought. Yeah. And he's going to say, right, give me the money that, or I'm blow the plane up. That's why he got on that Let's flight. Go, okay, have the money. Yeah. And he jumps out. That's how I thought it was going to go. I oh, that's that's uh, okay. <laughs> no, it's much funnier than that. Yeah, it's, it's thrown me a bit because I was thinking, hang on, what do you mean they land? <laughs> yep, here's the money. Right, we're just going to take off again. Okay, bye. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. it's like surely someone could have just bonked him on the head or something. Yeah. You know, I suspect he was dressed as a man, yeah. as opposed as a businessman. Yeah. You know, a suit and tie, sp- space suit kind of. Motorbike helmet to protect, you know, he could have been. He was wearing sunglasses. Okay. I mean, they must have just. Cunning disguise. The bomb must have been. Did they have a moustache attached underneath? <laughs> it must well, have just been very, very believable, basically, the bomb. Because yeah. I kind of. Or somewhat, some wise guy could have gone, yeah, go on then. Uh, and he would have gone, um, uh, well, <laughs> wait until we've landed. You know, it just. But. My point is, it must have been very, very believable, or he was very assertive, or you mm. know, yeah. commanding. Yeah. Well, the, the um, witness, um, well, one of the other flight attendants, Tina Mucklow, she would have said that he was um, very calm, quite nice. He wasn't oh. nasty or anything like that. Normally, the, the, do, you, the, do you mind if? Yeah. Well, the popular reports at the time are in, uh, in um, popular reports, the reports at the time of like airline hijacking were pretty much all political, you know, take this plane to Cuba kind yes, of thing. Yes, yes. Will you fly this plane uh, to Luton, please? Well, this is a scheduled flight to Cuba. So holding a plane to ransom or an airline to ransom with a plane full of passengers and a bomb was mm. quite unusual. And there's no reason, I, I, I mean, not that he, he needs a reason, I suppose. There's no reason of, 
uh, give me this money because blah 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 yeah. it's just give me this money give me the money or I'll blow up the plane and all the people on it including mm. myself so which wouldn't okay, have, I mean as far as it wouldn't have been a great PR <laughs> no. if they'd blown up one no, of their airlines and all and these innocent civilians but they agree to it straight away you could have rewritten that story however you like well yeah yeah because there's no witnesses <laughs> Does um would that that wouldn't happen today, would it? it you know, land the plane. Yep, yeah, here's the money. You know, they just would. Well, it it did, just wouldn't do it like it that, did would happen they? In the eighties or nineties, didn't it? Yeah, it, someone hijacking a plane and then shooting him while it was on the on the runway. But this is nineteen seventy one. In nineteen seventy two, two thirds of all the airline hijackers were for ransom. For, following this example. Oh, okay, so perhaps and, it, and most of the rest were take this plane to Cuba. Or blown up, yeah, mean, totally. meaning they it was a perhaps not regular, but it was a thing. So people went, oh, blimey, to do what yeah. he says. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, after this, after this, the following year, as I say, they did like fifteen odd or more people. And he made it a success for everybody else. Everyone else tried it. Yeah, right. Tried the same that thing. Works. Give me the do m- that. Yeah, he's he's disappeared with all the money. Seems a bit. I'm going to give it a go. I mean, it, they why wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, I would, I would. <laughs> because it's a horrible crime and you could die. Yeah, yeah. But that. <laughs> um, right, okay. Why? Why did you say at the start uh, DB? Uh, Dan Cooper was his name. Yeah. Um, he has been referred to as DB Cooper, but that was an error which, for some reason, has uh, caught on. So someone miss miss saw an A and an N. Yeah, there was, well, there was, um, after the event, um, when the FBI were questioning possible suspects, there was a guy from Oregon named D.B. Cooper. He had a record. Um, so he was one of the many, many people that was um, interviewed on the off chance he'd used their real name sort of thing. And there was a, a reporter named James Long, and he got the suspect's name and the hijacker's name mixed up. So he, he reported D.B. Cooper and that uh, got picked right, up yes. by some other papers and suddenly everyone's looking for D.B. Cooper, not Dan Cooper. There he is. Okay. But it was, it was never called D.B. Cooper. D.B. Cooper had nothing to do with it. <laughs> it's just it was a mistake in the press oh, and it's, for some reason it's stuck in, in popular memory. It's, it's stuck. So anyway, we don't know his name. But Dan Cooper probably wasn't his real name anyway. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. So it doesn't matter if it's D.B. Coop, Cooper or Dan Cooper, neither <laughs> of them is his real name. So. Well, when you've got a daft plan like that, you may as well use your right, your real name. <laughs> well, yeah, th- I mean, the, oh, clearly they did run around interv- interviewing people named Dan or D. Cooper. Hmm. I don't know, it just seems, <laughs> seems a bit weird to me. I'm sure, all very avoidable. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> perhaps I'm being a bit harsh to if this, people. If this is his plan all along... I, I don't... I really Like, like you, Jed, I, d- I don't get why he's landing to get the money and a parachute. I mean, <laughs> surely a parachute's are ten a penny on top of an aircraft. Well, apparently not. I don't know if it was also, even... Also, why do you have to get in a plane to do your demands yeah. to then land to get the money? Couldn't you just go to the bank or go to somewhere and say, here's my demand? He could yeah. have gone to the bakery and said, <laughs> I've got a bomb, here's my demand. Give me all your And they would have buns. gone, oh, right, okay. Um... Meaning the plane, the in, the first flight, is kind of meaningless. Mm. 
isn't it? Well, no, the, pl- the plane is the threat. The plane is being held to ransom. But if you've got a bomb, than it a doesn't bakery. matter. I'm going to set off this bomb. I mean, all right, they're all going to... They're in a plane and everyone's going to die. But if you're going to set off a bomb anyway... Yeah, but if you go into Greg's, the bakery, and say, yep. give me $200,000, I'm going to blow up this bakery. Yep. A, the Greg's chain probably isn't going to have that kind of money to be able to pay for, whereas an international airline or a national airline would. would. Yeah. Yep. Plus the threat of the, you know, the, the isolation of the aircraft. Yeah, sure. There's no, it's, it's hard to mount an assault on an aircraft without being seen or, you know, in enough time to set the explosion off. Well, that's not once it lands. Well, you've still got, it's out on the runway. You've still got to cross yeah. open ground to get to it. You could. You could, you know, there's front and back doors. You yeah, could create a diversion. There's very little visibility yeah, from but the inside of an aircraft. From the inside, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but nonetheless, all you've got to hear is a, a scrape on the door and you've Click. set the bomb off. It's not like yeah, they can yeah. just walk in and pick you up. He's got a bomb and, and hostages. I'll go back to my earlier point. Is your threat is your own life. Yeah. Oh. Admittedly, other people as well. Like, yeah, but you know exactly. But if mm. if you've got nothing left to lose, or nothing left to live, you don't know his motivations. Are we, yeah. if we ever found him, we could have asked. Him. Yeah. <laughs> and also, two hundred grand. I mean, obviously, I know that's quite a lot. But then, it's not. It's not astronomical, is it? Is it? Uh, so, two hundred thousand in nineteen seventy-one is currently the equivalent value would be about one point two million. Okay. Now, again, it's not massive amount. But it's small enough that they could get it together in a relatively short period That's of time. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, yeah. You can, if you say, give me 10, 10 million, they'll go, oh, for God's sake. Yeah. Right, <laughs> okay. You know, and it'll be a right old faff to yeah. get all that together. And again, there's no reason for, uh, imagine the, the outcry if the airline said, well, I'm not giving you mm. that. Mm. And we then haven't they got lose it a plane to in 35 to say, yeah, how yeah. much are you valuing your passengers' lives at? You know, you're going to lose billions or probably yeah, the entire true. airline. So it's an amount. Flies with you again. It's an amount that can be cobbled together, basically. Yeah, they can Hastily. get the money quickly and it's, and it's not worth the, it to the company to lose a yes. plane and 35 and passengers because for that amount of and money. And face. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, fine. So he was... Uh-huh. So they brought him the money. So they brought him it, the money, yes. Here you are. And then when did he demand to be taken? Up. <laughs> Up. Yeah. Well, he uh, while the plane was being refueling, um, he... refueled as well. <laughs> yeah. He could have like, put something else in. That like was well, Orange sugar. juice or something. <laughs> you know, just, oh, yeah. it doesn't work. Oh, put some diesel in it. We can't, we can't take <laughs> off. Oh, you never guess what. We can't take off. Oh, um, oh, you know, and he's got the then. money then. Yeah. He's not going to blow himself up then, is he? I mean... Obviously, we don't know, but but he, the money has been delivered. So he's he's like, wait, I'm nearly. Oh, you joke? What was that? The engine doesn't work. No, <laughs> sorry, everyone, please disembark. I'm doing <laughs> I'm doing the actions of a stewardess. <laughs> this thing's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, what happened was that um, when they radioed to the plane that the demands were going to be met, so they landed. Yes, this is Seattle Tacoma Refueled. They, it's quite Had a bit of lunch. It's getting a bit dark now, so they they go, they take the taxi the plane to an isolated, well lit area, so you can see around the yep. plane. They close all the window shades down, so snipers mm. can't. Classic, see classic. Stewardess. 
order. Yeah. <laughs> they always do that. Yeah. Oh, you mean the bomber. Oh, right, Secure sorry. the overhead lockers. <laughs> they, uh, they take the bag and the parachutes to the back stairs and drop off the money. At which point, Cooper's now, he's got the money the, and he gets all the passengers off the plane. He releases the passengers. He's just got the crew okay. on board. Sniper. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> shoot the passengers. I'm, I'm just listing the several times they could have actually foiled this. But yes. This isn't like a die-hard with a vengeance <laughs> kind of <laughs> scenario. Yep. So while they're refueling, he, Cooper's planning, uh, outlining his plan to the cockpit crew, what he wants them to do. So they get, once their fuel is going, they're going to take off. He wants them to head towards Mexico City, and basically they're talking about the kind of altitude and airspeed that he can parachute out. It's cl- it's obvious with the if the parachute delivery wasn't enough. Yes. They're yeah, now yeah. saying he's definitely going to jump out of this plane. He demanded that they keep the uh, landing gear down. Down, right. He he was talking about uh, you know the degrees of the flaps and everything else. So he knows he knows what he's talking about okay. in terms of um, altitude and speed and, and and the operations of the plane. He knows all of this stuff. They were limited to a thousand miles the the, the the aircraft, so they had to basically a, a discussion about what they were going to do. And they decided that they would refuel again. I was going to say it's more than a thousand miles to Mexico. Yeah. City. So they were going to stop in Reno, Nevada. Okay. And do some gambling. <laughs> Two hundred thousand on black. Yeah, <laughs> there was a little bit of back and forth because um, Cooper wanted the the rear door. To, basically, on the seven two seven, this this model, the rear door actually extends out of under the tail, not not at the side. There's a, a door that actually comes out under the tail of the plane, okay. like in line with the with the aircraft. Looks oh, like. Okay. What's so, it called? Seven two seven. Yeah. Boeing. Um, How Boeing. many passengers does it take? I mean, I know they vary quite a bit, but. Well, there were 35 35 on board. So it's quite a small plane then, really, is a sort of... Uh, Yeah, 35 plus him, and then about six crew. Boeing 727-51 model. Oh, okay. Right, sorry. Okay, so so he asks that this stairwell, the stairway is left deployed. There's a bit of back and forth with the tower, because there is concerned about, you know, it might... uh, affects its ability to take off safely so it basically they end up there oh, because it all it might the nose lifts yeah yeah so basically they've he said it was safe so he thinks he knows about this plane oh he said it was safe he oh, said okay. it was safe but he agreed because of the pro- protestation i mean he's a he's a, the hijacker hmm. and yet he's being nice and discussing sure, and all yeah, this, yeah. which is weird but he said okay look it's definitely safe but fine i'll take it up and i'll deploy it when we're up so it's a bit weird right so he obviously knows or apparently he knows what he's talking about in terms mm. of this particular aircraft so they're off it's about half past seven ish they take off now there's only him the pilot co-pilot flight engineer and flight attendant McClough. now while they're in the air they're being tailed by two f-106 fighters um, out of McCord air base yep. following understandably yeah, above and below, out of yep. sight so you can't see them there's a there's a trainer flight has been diverted, so they're following him around. So overall, there were five planes following this plane. Wow! <laughs> and none of the pilots saw him leave the aircraft out of these five aircraft following. Okay. Okay. So having taken off, Cooper sent the flight attendant to join the crew in the cockpit. So they're all the crew are in the cockpit with the door closed, and he's the only one in the body of the plane. And then about eight o'clock, there's the warning light in the cockpit, so the stairs are being deployed. Yep. And then they feel the air pressure 
or the cabin pressure. Change in yeah, that the door is definitely the open. Then suddenly there's like a, after a few minutes, there's a kind of a quick upward movement. And they reckon that's the point at which he's left the plane. So basically Cooper has jumped out of the back With all the money. With the, yeah, with all the money and with their parachutes. So therefore a bit of weight has gone. It's not going to be so heavy that the plane's going to jerk upward. Well, it's probably him, don't know, you know, bouncing off the back stairwell. Yeah, you definitely feel it, but really? yeah, you would, because it's, if it's... Is it literally, is he hanging out the back? It's literally right out the back under the tail. Yeah, so it, would, have, it would make a difference. Be, the plane is empty of other passengers. All the, pas- the, the, the human weight is in the cockpit. They're all in the cockpit. There'll be him and bags of a $20 load of bills. Money. You know, $10,000, $20 be dollar bills. A lot? And two, two parachutes. I don't know. He takes two parachutes, he leaves two behind. Oh, okay. He takes two yep. parachutes, all this money and him, right to the furthest opposite point of the plane. Yes. Yeah. And then basically... Swan dives out of the back of the plane. But nobody on any of these five planes saw anybody leave it. No. I'm not sure he ever left it. Where did he go? Presumably he also had the bomb on him. Yes. Because otherwise you could just push him out. All he left behind was his black clip-on tie and tie clip and two of the parachutes. So is that that kind of where the story ends? Because uh, whereas fact is concerned... Essentially, yes, that is the tale. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> After that is what is known. After that, it's all very much about how the thing was investigated, and it okay. just went all over the place. They're looking for ransom money. Sorry, where did he jump out? Whereabouts? Where is it believed he jumped out? Yes, he jumped out over. You a can't not see a parachute if there are f- at least five pairs of eyes watching. Perhaps he didn't deploy. Maybe he, it was. Maybe jumped. they were designed not to deploy. Yeah, exactly. We've we've said their parachutes in here, but yeah. it's just my washing. Yeah. <laughs> or he jumped out over a bed of nails factory. <laughs> a bed of nails factory, not just a nail factory. A bed. Oh, we only nails be- wouldn't work. Um, I mean, I suppose magicians. If the parachutes making. were designed not to open, then you'd have found a body covered in cash. Uh, you would. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Or, or rather, a... some cash covered in body. <laughs> yeah. A big hole in the ground, carpeted <laughs> with cash. Um, so we don't know where he jumped out. In between uh, Seattle and... Well, Reno. they've headed down... They're, they're on their way via Reno. So they were heading south, basically. They think it might have been near Ariel in Washington State. So not very far. Not too far. It, was, it far. was quite... No, it's like 50 minutes after takeoff. Oh, right, right, okay. Very quick. So was that, uh, would he potentially, obviously we don't know the answer to any of these questions, but the, so if you say to someone, fly me to Mexico, they will, or fly me to Reno, they'll have to go in a certain direction. Yes. That meaning, do you think he said, fly there, uh, and then he knows that on the way, there is a outdoor mattress factory, (laughs) you know. Or a pillow emporium. Pillow. Yeah, yeah. Outdoor one. Um, <laughs> or something. Could, yeah, meaning... A soft uh, like, hang on. A blimp factory. Yeah. yeah. Meaning the stewardess would have gone, hang on. I thought what, you, what is this? A roadrunner cartoon. I thought you wanted to go to Mexico City or wherever it was. But yeah. um, as I say, the, we don't know the answer to any of this, do we? No, we don't. They, uh, I mean, they searched uh, a lot. The FBI were searching. They questioned like 800 suspects 
Um, 800? Yeah. Wow. Pretty much anyone who fit the sketch that they put together or oh, okay. whose name was Cooper or anything yeah. else they could possibly come up with. They interviewed people mm. over and so over. It seems like they spent more on the investigation than he got away than with. Than he got, yeah, yeah. He wasn't found, basically. He wasn't found. I mean, they, they using the airspeed and everything else, they worked out sort of a flight path and they, they looked at where he could, where have, he could have landed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had um, aerial searches going on. They yep. had ground searches going on using the National Guard. I mean, they, they searched all over. They had um, 200 army officers, uh, army soldiers were there as well as Air Force, um, all sorts going on. And, and then for like um, a couple of months, in um, early 1972, they were searching. There was a skeleton found Ooh. that they mm. thought might have been in, but it turned out it was, a, a, um, sadly, a, a teenage girl who'd been killed. Oh, um, but they found. Uh, so what about money? Well, they distributed all the serial numbers, because they'd obviously yep, taken note of all the serial numbers, mm-hmm. um, to all the you know, banks everyone. and yeah, casinos yeah. and everyone else. And they offered a reward, 15% of the money. Mm. It wasn't recovered. Some men tried to swindle uh, Newsweek out of some money by using Cooper bills, but they were counterfeit. They basically made... Oh, interesting. With the made money yeah, to, yeah, yeah. with the right oh, serial yeah. numbers in order to say, I've found Cooper money. Um, oh, fancy fraudulently <laughs> forging... Yeah. Stolen Forging money. I mean, fraudulent how many money. crimes? <laughs> how many crimes are in that sentence? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Made yeah. fake money so we could commit fraud, pretending to be a hijacker when, when <laughs> we weren't. So no money has ever been found. Some money was found in 1980. So this nine years later. Yes. Where did this money turn up then? Was it just sort of the Washington Marshmallow? <laughs> <laughs> factory someone um, went, went to make a large deposit they yeah. sensibly sat on the money for nine years yes. instead of buying themselves a cigar store Indian <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, was a, it was a bundle of cash and it basically just washed up on the Columbia River oh, right. and it, it, investigation concluded that they had basically just matted together from the of the river yeah, flow sure, of the yeah. river they just matted together in a ball and washed up on the on the shore right so although it was some money it didn't explain where it came from or you know how it got there so um, did it have numbers on it that matched the missing they were definitely Dan Cooper money yeah but that didn't explain why some of the bills were from one bundle of money and some of the bills were from another bundle of money and they got together they weren't like bundles were, bund- oh. were, were matted together there were oh, bits right, of right. money from here and here and here put together so it raised more questions than it answered really. but was that when it was delivered to him it was delivered to it was delivered in, in two in bundles yeah so I mean he might have just lumped them together though himself in, wouldn't he in midair yeah <laughs> just taken bundles of cash out of the bag swapped some bills I, mean, into I don't another see why he would do that <laughs> but, yeah. I mean I would uh, here's what I think um, he landed and uh, some money fell out his pocket, but he landed safely and then got away, basically. And that's, that's the end of that. Because otherwise, facts and evidence would tell us what happened, basically. And, and currently it yeah. doesn't and hasn't. I, I, he just landed and it wasn't even got clear. away. It couldn't be determined properly, really, if the money had just fallen into the river or been yeah. put in the river or buried in the yeah, dry yeah. bank sure. or 
they couldn't really calculate. But it was the money. It was some of the, some of the money, yeah. yeah. Okay. But you know, they were they were reviewing it right down to spore samples on the money. Yeah, right. They still couldn't determine conclusively how it had got there or I mean, the origin know, of but it. But it says to me that he got away with it. Or if he didn't leave the plane, he could have thrown a few bundles out the back. As yeah. a, you know, as a trail. What do you mean if he didn't leave the plane? Well, he didn't jump out of the plane. Maybe nobody didn't. saw him leave. Yeah, the but plane. he would have. But when they landed, whenever they landed, they would have gone, oh, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not expecting him to be there. So you could, op- right, open the doors, please. Everyone in the cockpit. I'm going to jump. Oh, he's probably didn't say it like that. But <laughs> he, you know, su- suggesting that he was going to jump. He goes to the end. He makes some mm-hmm. movement, jump up and down a bit, which absolutely Bit of trampoline would, action on the end of Which the absolutely yeah, yeah. would upset the plane for, yeah, you know. absolutely, yeah. And then you don't. You chuck a bundle of money out. That'll, let's, that'll yeah. put them off the trail. Yeah. Then hey! <laughs> Geronimo! Um, three, two. And, and then you... I mean, you'd, you'd then need to have a good hiding place, wouldn't you? But yeah. get in that. Now, one would assume that as soon as the plane lands that it was literally ripped to pieces no but certainly you would go through it looking for evidence so um, <laughs> seizing pretending to be a chair <laughs> <laughs> or you very carefully 10 miles later actually jump out and you the because of the motion beforehand you know people are put off the scent because oh he definitely jumped out then so therefore let's look here mm. meanwhile he lands in or he puts on his disguise Pulls off his rubber face, takes off his sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, it's quite good though, isn't it? Well, there's no there's no suggestion that the flight crew were involved. Obviously, they were questioned okay. at length. Doesn't, yep. doesn't look like they were involved. If he had an accomplice on the ground, the flight crew would have had to help him out because it would be so precise where he was going to go that that yep. would be difficult. Like you said, the, the planes outside. That could have easily have been the case though. That's why. Right, everyone in the front. I'm t- 10 minutes out. Fly in this direction, 10 minutes out. Check the watch. Go. Yeah, and but you're hardly going to land on an X. You're well, going to land within I... like a 50 square mile oh, yeah. radius. <laughs> he, didn't have, um, he didn't have any, like a helmet or anything like that. Nope. So he just had the, he had the parachutes. But even then, if he landed in the, wherever he landed, I mean, he, he had a bag of money and a, and a bomb. It didn't like have any hiking equipment or no. compasses or anything like that. That, that discernible. Anyway. I'm kind of assuming the money is like it, massive, but it probably it probably fit it in a in rucksacks. Could you, can it was you? De- yeah, it was delivered in a rucksack. So. Oh, okay, all right, fine. But yomping your way out of a forest in the middle of nowhere with no, you know, necessarily any like direction finding equipment, no food, water, and a backpack full of fair weight with it's going to be with a that bit of backpack ordeal. can you um would one parachute have not been good enough oh yeah it would have been, yeah, it would have been all right it would have been all right yeah, yeah, yeah. okay but he still took two parachutes well it, was, it took a parachute and a reserve oh, it was a backup okay. parachute i thought you meant he strapped the money to one of them <laughs> no it was really heavy i mean he looked it looked like he uh he might have tied it to himself with using the cord from one of the other parachutes. Okay. 
So he basically ripped cording from one parachute and then took the one good parachute and one of his own. I mean, the FBI's most immediate conclusion is that he didn't die in the fall and he would have died in the wilderness, basically. Yeah, he okay. Because Right, okay. So he was in the middle of... Yeah, I mean, it was, it was green land, Washington. but it was thousands of miles of... And by yeah. the sounds of it, this money hasn't been spent to date. Otherwise, no. would, you know, some of these numbers would have turned up. Again, not only has he not turned up, but the money hasn't turned up. Either. Yeah, which does kind of point towards either he didn't jump and for some reason didn't do anything with the money or more likely it would seem yeah. he did jump and just died somewhere just in the went wilderness in a hole, yeah. unable to spend any of it and he was eaten or whatever yeah where's the rest yeah. of the money though it's just fluttered just, just but again it's cash so it, it yeah. you know it would have just made of disintegrated cotton, so just away. yeah Eventually. Would it? At the time, it would have... It's made of cotton now, isn't it? Yeah. But our notes don't rot away. Well, they're plastic now. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I mean. But they're made of cotton. <laughs> but they would have been. Yeah. They would have been cotton yeah. and linen blend before. They would have dissolved. Oh, OK. Yeah. Especially in the in water and weather, they would have dis- disintegrated. There you go. Case solved. <laughs> so he's dead, eaten by wolves, money's disintegrated. The end. Um, <laughs> Deebs, the D-man. There were a lot of suspects. Obviously, we said about they, they interviewed you know hundreds and eventually over a thousand what they called serious suspects. A lot of them publicity seekers who'd come forward, people who've oh, yes. com- falsely confessed and things like that. God, you confess to that? <laughs> it was me. So they want to get their name in there. A fame is fairly short-lived once you're imprisoned. <laughs> there was, yeah, a, there was oh, yeah. more than one person who stood on the gallows said, "I'm Jack the Ripper." More than once. Yeah, well, and, because and the, what, well, it, just so they could put their name as and they, make more and they went through with it. Well, they were hanged. <laughs> They're on the gallows. I'm now going to be hanged, so I'm going to claim for something else as well. Oh, now see, that is to gain gain notoriety. So that's why people put their oh, right. names forward I'm to say. I'm going to be hanged anyway. I might as well be yeah, the Ripper. Yeah. Rather oh, okay. be hanged for a sheep as a lamb. Isn't it? <laughs> that's a saying. <laughs> that's a thing. That's a saying. People say that. <laughs> There's, let's see, so there's a Kenneth Christensen, 2003, man in Minnesota called Lyle Christensen. He saw a documentary about the hijacking and he was convinced that his brother, Kenneth Christensen, was was in. Was Dan yeah. Cooper. He, when he died, Kenneth, they had gold coins and uh, very valuable stamps and over $200,000 in mixed bank accounts and a folder full of Northwest Orient Airlines news clippings. Okay. So... I mean, they were convinced that it was him. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, investigation said probably didn't do it. He didn't buy the house for cash. Um, he had a mortgage he had mm-hmm. to pay off. He sold land, so which meant this would have had money in his account. So it wasn't him, probably. There's another guy named Jack Coffelt. He was a con man. He claimed that he was Cooper and tried to sell the story to Hollywood. But uh, FBI said, no, it was all nonsense. Uh, There's another one called Lynn Doyle Cooper, an LD Cooper. He was put forward as a suspect by his niece because she remembered when she was eight, he was very mischievous. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> well, that's it. Him he and was mischievous and he had the surname Cooper. Yeah. Which was 
a made up. But then she had a surname Cooper, so she could have done it as well. So, <laughs> so t- but she, not when she was eight. When she was eight, yeah. <laughs> she remembered her her two of her uncles planning something um, using uh, walkie-talkies, and the next day the plane was hijacked. So she said it was him, but okay. no, they said no, it wasn't him. Richard McCoy was put forward, and it has even been proposed that the phrase "the real McCoy" comes from this guy. It, it doesn't, but it was <laughs> that was put forward. Now he was uh, one of the copycats in 1972 who tried to do the same thing this mccoy that's why that's one of the reasons he's been proposed as having done it the first one and he was doing it again the real mccoy yeah he said he had a, a bomb he demanded parachutes and five hundred thousand dollars um the money was delivered and he bailed out in uh, over utah mm-hmm. but they found him they caught up with him uh, and he had the cash in his possession he was sentenced to 45 years in prison gosh 45 Wow. He did. He, uh, he escaped and he was found um, three months later in Virginia Beach and he was killed in a shootout with the FBI. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's quite a... Um, that's, that's a kind of more interesting <laughs> story. Still never take me alive, copper. All right, then. Yeah. I mean, because, it's a, it's well, a shorter so, story. Was that Richard McCoy? Yes, yeah. So I know he was doing a copycat, but it's a better ending... It's more a longer ending. Well, it's less things. mysterious. Yeah. It's very short and... Uh, and a phrase potentially has come yeah. from it. But it didn't come from that, but people oh, have said it. it. <laughs> Sorry. It did. People have said it did, but it didn't. Right, okay. Well, I mean, what would you rather do? Spend 30... 45 years in prison or or get gunned down after three months of living it, living it large? Oh, the agony of choice. Yeah, he was only 32. Okay, so he would have, he possibly wouldn't have survived the 45 year term. No, he'd be, well, he'd be out by now, wouldn't he? But oh, the irony. There was uh, another example in November of 71, just before Cooper's attempt, where it was um, a Canadian man named Paul Joseph Cheney. He hijacked an, an Air Canada plane, but he was overpowered before he managed to get away because he put down his gun to put on the parachute. Very good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the As passengers uh, overpowered him. Sure. Was getting caught part of your plan? But that was before. That was before, yeah. So they were, it was the same month, it was a little earlier. Okay, fine. Sorry, I find that particularly hilarious. <laughs> I, I love the simplest thing like yeah. that. There you go. Oh, I could just, I'm going to go, hold oh. this. Hang on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, what does this mean? Well, obviously, the airlines reacted. So, airport security modified. Yeah. Um, all passengers and bags are ser- were searched from then on. Plane, the Boeing 727 had a like a, a catch fitted to the stairs so they couldn't be opened while the plane was in flight. See, hijackers, they ruin it for the rest of us. This is it. Yeah, you see. Mm. It's just a small, hardcore people messing it up. Ruining it for the passes. Yeah. Okay, so popular culture, books. There are many that mention it, as well as um, fictional accounts or fictionalized really? versions of this account. There are characters based on it um, throughout the years. Rainbow's End, 1975, Free Fall, Drama or films or something. Yep, Netflix special. There's a um, couple of movies, not, not big ones. 1981, there's a movie. Robert Duvall played an uh, insurance investigator looking into the case. Mm. There's a movie called Without a Paddle in 2004, where they go on, they go looking for the money. Um, there's a bunch of things on on uh, in the television. Um, 
Dale Bartholomew Cooper is a character in Twin Peaks. D.B. Cooper. Uh, oh yeah, he is, isn't he? Um, little little yeah. nods like that. Prison Break has got a character D.B. Cooper in it. There's um, you know songs, loads of, sort of Kid Rock is, makes a reference to the money from the heist. So there's a lot of it, a lot of mentions of him throughout. So obviously all of this took place in the Pacific Northwest. So every year there's regular D.B. Cooper themed promotions and tourist events and things like that. Oh, right. And Cooper Day celebration has been held at the Aerial General Store and Tavern every November since 1974. Really? <laughs> what are they celebrating? The his the, existence. The opportunity to sell souvenirs. Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Cooper yeah. Day. Cooper Day. Yeah, you're right. It's just an opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> but what do you sell? Parachutes. Uh, chocolate parachutes. Yeah, chocolate parachutes. <laughs> chocolate money. Yeah. Yeah. And half price of bowling shoes. That's all for this time. If you want to know more about what we've discussed over the course of this episode, just Google it or something. You can see daily true crime updates on our Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. You can email us or you can support the show with a PayPal donation. And links to all of those are on our website at truecrimediary.co.uk. Don't forget to send us a review or post one in your podcast service if you can. And all five-star reviews will get a shout-out on a future episode. Join us next time when we'll be similarly discussing and digressing on another event in true crime history. Until then, my thanks to Jared and Rue. My name's Mark, and we'll see you on the next date in our True Crime Diary.